Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, my friend? You are listening to the Chillpreneur Podcast, the number one place for rule-breaking entrepreneurs to learn how to build a standout personal brand and a kick-ass business without having to hustle their life away. Get ready to be inspired, have a laugh, meet some extraordinary guests, and of course, get your excitement high with some epic dancepreneur party vibes. Hello, my beautiful, sweet, angelic friend. How out thou? Is that a thing? Is that how they say it? Have I just completely tortured the English language? Probably. I usually do. Hello, 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 hello. I am so excited to be sharing this episode with you today because I have gone on, let's call it a spiritual journey. No, it's not really a spiritual journey, but I have really been thinking about a lot of things lately. And honestly, a lot of this thinking that I have been doing comes from the fact that Let's be real, there is a lot of noise happening in the coaching space, in the coaching industry. And I'm just going to go out and say it, a lot of it is highly annoying. (laughs) When I say highly annoying, I don't mean the people themselves are annoying. I mean that a lot of people are being annoying because they are doing something that is really getting under my skin, which is trying to pass their opinion off as fact. One of the opinions that I have seen is that when you make an investment in yourself, it should always be almost instant and always intuitive. And I get it. You absolutely want to have this intuitive ping, as Lacey Phillips calls it. You definitely want to feel called and magnetized towards any type of investment, whether it be investing in a mentor or investing in a home or stocks. But... Nobody goes and invests in stocks and says, hmm, my gut feels good about this. No, of course. If you're going to invest in stocks, you do research, right? What is the chances of this particular stock getting a return on investment? And so I do love energy in business. Don't get me wrong. I think energy is such an important part of business, specifically when it comes to content creation. The energy that you show up with, the vibe, the mood, whatever you want to call it, is crucial to being able to attract people that are on the same wavelength as you. However, I think this whole concept of teaching, especially new entrepreneurs, that they shouldn't critically think about the investments that they're making is honestly just wrong. It's wrong. You should always take a second to think about, is this investment that I'm going to make actually going to move the needle in my life and in my business? Yes, it is good if you love the person, but we want to make investments like entrepreneurs, not like fangirls, because at the end of the day, I see more people having negative experiences because they got caught up or swept up in the hype of somebody else's results rather than thinking 
is this the thing that is actually going to help me in the areas of business that I need help in? So I did an Instagram live and I talked all about investing and I gave you a formula for investing. I mean, this isn't a proven formula by any means, but this is something that I use based on Coleman's pie theory of success. Coleman was this dude who came up with three important factors that you need to have in place to be successful. And I thought about it, well, these are also really key areas that you'd probably want to think about when you are thinking about making an investment in your business. And also, I talked about how I diversify my investments and how I choose to make investments. Yes, absolutely. There is this intuitive nudge. And those investments that I feel really called to doing, there is generally already some critical analysis that has happened because I usually critically analyze people in the first place and only choose to follow people who I know are going to help me regardless. So with that being said, this is a little not amazing on the audio side of things because it was an Instagram live. So if it's not completely direct, I do apologize. But it was such an amazing live that I thought I would bring it onto the podcast so it can live forever. You know what I mean? Because Instagram is probably going to die in about three days anyway. Jokes, but it could happen. I also just wanted to mention that if you are, you know, listening to this podcast and you are getting so much value and you are wanting to just wonder if you wanted to take that next step, take that next level, make an investment. If if your critical brain is like, hell yeah, I'm attracted to the Chilpreneur company and I know it's going to help me get to where you want to go, but you're wondering what we have going on at the moment. I just wanted to take a quick second to let you know the three primary things that if you did want to make an investment offer at this stage. So the first is my brand new program that at the time of recording, is just being built. And oh my God, it's so juicy. This is called Vibey Sales School. And honestly, I'm as I'm building it, I'm seeing that Vibey Sales School is really for, it's the sales program for people who don't like selling or have pre-misconceptions around selling that has led them to think that they don't like selling, but they just haven't found a way to sell that feels good for them. So many people have reached out to me over the years and said to me, they love my style of selling. They love how it's not too in your face and how it's a little bit more consistent, but it's also not aggressive. And so I wanted to teach that. I wanted to teach the sustainable sales systems that I have in place that even if I'm not showing up, you know, chaotically on stories every single day with disappearing bonuses and mystery offers, like I'm still making money in the background because I have solid sales strategies and I use use sales quite effectively through my evergreen and my social media content in loads of different types of ways. So it's not just things getting thrown into your face. And I wanted to teach that, but I also wanted to teach the mindset and confidence behind sales. Modules one and two are out right now, which are both definitely more on the confidence side of things. And people are already being mind blown at how much a sales course is actually helping them to literally, like one person mentioned, it is changing their life. (laughs) It's a sales course. But anyway, we have that going on at the moment. We also have Influencer Vibes, which is my signature program all about building your audience. Um, Alex Hermosi, who's one of the entrepreneurs that I absolutely love to follow, he did a post the other day and said the most valuable thing you can do is build an audience. And honestly, I so believe that because that piece of advice was actually what kickstarted my journey back in 2014. The reason why I have the business that I have is because I have an audience and I wanted to package everything that I do into a program that's going to help you understand consumer psychology, build a sustainable brand, build a highly engaged audience and create content in a way that actually feels good for you. There is no drag and drop templates. It is not platform specific. It is literally marketing the foundations of marketing, branding and audience engagement taught in a way that 
most people say they love. So influencer vibes. And then the other thing got going on, which I won't talk too much about, is my Chillpreneur Business Accelerator, which is my new group coaching program. If you want to check it out, there's a link below. But that is coming up soon. All right, let's get into the live. I'm so, so, so excited to share this with you. I'm going to leave you with a little piece of music, though. Before we jump into this, this isn't a dancepreneur party. We're going to call this a visualizepreneur party. I want you to just take a second to listen to the music. Close your eyes if you can. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. But just take a second to visualize what's possible for you. I don't think we pause often enough throughout our day and actually just allow our goals and dreams to whisk us away. So just take a second to listen to this piece of music. If you can, close your eyes, just pause, breathe, and just connect with all of the things that are possible for you because it's all possible. All right, I'll see you in a sec with the live. Welcome back to another Instagram Live. I want to talk all about investing. I want to specifically talk about investing in your business and how to make smart investments. Now, I just want to preface this by saying this is not trying to necessarily call anyone out. This is not trying to sort of, you know, sit on any side of the fence. I just feel like in the entrepreneur space, specifically in this online business, female-driven, specifically coaching space, there is a lot of conversation happening around investing and how one should invest. And I think it's great that people are obviously backing themselves and they are trusting themselves more and they are making these intuitive investments. However, what I've realized is that there really is also some people who like to not only invest sort of intuitively and with their gut and with their emotions, but they also want to invest intellectually. And I fall into that camp. I am someone who is all about the energy, all about the vibes, but I still see myself as an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur who wants to train themselves to one day be able to run big organizations. I have goals and dreams of starting businesses that are completely like, I don't want to say real businesses necessarily, but businesses that can operate without me. You know, these coaching businesses are absolutely beautiful, but I once heard this 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 quote, and I don't know if I believe in it completely, although I do totally respect this person, but Seth Godin once said, you don't, you're not an entrepreneur unless you have a business that can run without you. And so I have these big goals and dreams to start businesses in the product space and lots of other spaces. I want to have a bar, a restaurant. I've spoken about these things many, many a time. And I just want to train myself to not only be able to make investments that are emotionally led and intuitive for myself as a person, but also to train myself to invest as an entrepreneur would. You know, if you're running, let's say, a multi-million dollar company with 50 employees, 
you can't walk up and say, hey, I want to hire this person or make this investment just because it feels good in my gut. You know what I mean? Like that you can, but you also need to back it up with an intellectual decision. There needs to be reasoning behind it. There needs to be a projected return on investment. And so I love the fact that we are listening to ourselves more, that we are trusting ourselves more, and that people are creating spaces and opportunities for people to invest in 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 places that feel fun, places that feel amazing. But if you are going to be an entrepreneur and maybe you still have a part within you that feels as though you want to make investments that are a little bit more ROI driven or intellectually driven, or I should say that you you want to have both. You know that reel that's going out at the moment when it's like, why would I choose between this one and that one when I know that I can have both? It really comes down to that. Like you can still make gut decisions. You can still be pulled in certain directions. You can still learn to listen to your intuition and listen to your gut, but also just pause for a moment and ask yourself, is this actually going to be a good investment for myself and my business? What is the return that I am going to get through this investment. And today I want to essentially give you a framework that you can think about when you are making investments. So the way that I think about making investments in my business is yes, absolutely. I want to invest specifically when I'm investing in people. Like if I'm investing in mentorship or some type of coaching, absolutely. I want it to be a vibe. I want to feel connected to that person. I, I want to make sure that that person, you know, even on a more practical level that I like listening to that person's voice, but also that they resonate with me, that I am inspired by them, that I highly, 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 um, you know, trust them. And I want to be a part of everything that they have built for themselves. However, I also do have this little framework that I think about, which is based on Coleman's pie theory of success. Now, this is something I didn't invent it. This guy Coleman did, but this is something that I teach, like for example, in Simply Business and something that I learned when I was learning about business in a more traditional way. But essentially this guy Coleman, he came up with this pie theory of success. And namely, these are the three most important factors for any type of business success. And those factors are performance, image and exposure. If you are going to build specifically a personal branded based business, but really have success in any area, it doesn't matter if you're a musician, an artist, an athlete, a politician, a business owner, it doesn't matter. Or even if you are an employee within a company, generally, if you want to progress in your career, these are three factors that you do need to think about performance, image and exposure. So when I'm making investments, I do ask myself, are these investments going to help me in these specific areas that I know are very important for my success? So although in Coleman's Pie Theory of Success, what he's actually trying to show is that exposure is the most important part of one's success. You know, I, I use this example all the time that there's plenty of really talented musicians and artists that are busking on the street. And there's a lot of really famous people that have zero to no talent, not throwing any type of shade. We know that it's true, right? But the exposure that they get, the brand, the image that they have is allowing them to accelerate and progress towards success. However, regardless of what Coleman's really trying to show with this pie theory, he is still saying that performance, image and exposure are the things that are most successful for 
business. And so if I'm making an investment, whether it be in mentorship, whether it be in any type of investment that I make for my business, so the systems that I use, the team that I hire, or any type of coaching, any type of advertising, or any type of personal development, I make sure that these investments fall within these categories. And so I wanted to go through a few different investments that let's say would fall into these categories so you can understand better the types of investments that you might be making in your business. So in a category of performance, this would be anything that like, for example, helps to increase your skill set. I still, I know that a lot of people are along the lines or have the belief that mastery is irrelevant these days, but I still believe in really having skills in the particular area that you are building your business around. So any type of skill development would fall under the performance category. Now that is not just your direct skill as in the direct skill that you offer as a part of your business, but any other skill that you invest in. Like for example, I'm currently taking Amy from Rebel Nutrition's um, Passive Income Academy. It's a skill that I already have. I make passive income a lot, but I also just want to continuously increase my skill and learn more. You may take a course or you may take some type of Skillshare program or read a book, whatever it may be about video editing or reels or whatever it may be, like increasing your marketing skills, increasing any skills that you are gonna require as a business owner, as an entrepreneur would fall under the business, would fall under the performance category. The next thing is any systems, tools, or anything really that helps your business run more effectively. So this could be hiring team, absolutely. But this also would be anything, like I invest in lots of different products and programs that help my business run effectively, right from my project management system like ClickUp up through to Teachable, which is where I host my courses, member space, WordPress, not WordPress, <laughs> member space. Um, I invest in Squarespace, like all of these different things help with the performance of my business. So these are a return of an investment that I will get a return on in the performance category. And then the other thing is any personal development that will help you in the performance category. So if you are having blocks and limitations around your particular skill set and you need help, whether it be through traditional therapy, whether it be through a mindset coach or a mentor, if there is something that is going to help you perform better, but it's more along the mental side of things versus the physical side of things, then that would still fall under the performance category. So the next one is image. Image is super, super important. And this would be anything that helps with the reputation of you and your business. And of course, the main category that this would be is branding. So anything that helps to increase your brand awareness, well, not even actually a brand, that would fall into exposure, but anything that helps develop the reputation of your brand. So this would be things such as website development, copywriting. If you did get anyone, like I have Lillian helping me with all of my graphic design in my business. She also redid my whole entire branding, which was a huge, 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 I saw I saw a huge return on investment because my brand obviously is super differentiated from a lot of other people's and it's extremely recognizable. So that return, the, the money that I spent on hiring a brand developer actually was an incredible investment that I made in my business. I didn't make it until five years in, so don't worry, you don't have to get a professional web designer or a professional branding agency until later on, until your business, until it makes sense for your business. And we'll talk about it making sense for your business in just a bit. 
Um, but image management, public relations, like anything like that, that helps manage the image of you and your business or helps to increase the image of your business, then that would fall under the image category. And the final one is exposure, where to be honest, most entrepreneurs in this kind of business, in the online service-based business, will spend a lot of their money. And so I really think investments in this particular area are an amazing thing. They kind of can cross over with the skills in performance. So if you are putting any investments into learning particular skills that will help with exposure, it can fall into either category. And I guess if it falls into two, then that's a great thing. But really, this is anything that is going to help to increase your exposure. So if that's going to help you learn a specific skill, or that's going to be advertising budget, marketing budget, if that's going to be anything again around personal development. So you may need to either go see a therapist to help remove the blocks that you have around being seen, or maybe you have a lot of money mindset limitations and that's holding you back from showing up and selling and doing the things that you need to do. And so therefore you hire a money mindset mentor, or maybe not even that, maybe you hire I don't know, someone, uh, an accountant and will ha- that will help you be more empowered with money. There's so many different avenues for investing as well. So one thing you want to think about is obviously doing your research and finding which one is going to be the best for you. And I have some tips that I want to share on that. But I want to talk a little bit also about like how I've been investing rather than putting all of my investing eggs into one basket, I like to diversify my investments. So I've seen a lot of people who put the pressure on one specific investment to be the be all and end all of their success. So maybe they spend 20 to 30 to 40 to $50,000 on a one-on-one coach. What you have to recognize is nobody has the skills to be everything that you need in business. There is not one singular person that has dedicated themselves to learning, you know, that can that can be your therapist, that can also be your marketer, that can also be your financial advisor, that can also be your business development manager. Like putting all of your eggs into one specific basket without actually first assessing what it is that you really need to progress towards the business that you desire to have, I think is an extremely risky investment. So what I do rather, and I've talked about this way back when, is that I personally identify where I'm stuck at this specific point in time or what my opportunities are. So one of my most recent investments was reworking with a coach that I had previously worked with, Natalia. Natalia is a spiritual mentor, a women's empowerment coach, but she also is a money mentor. She does very um, ethereal, she has a very ethereal approach to money and mindset and personal development. But she also has a very practical and pragmatic approach to money management, which helps with the money mindset. So when I realized lately that I had, holy crap, so many blocks around money mindset, and that really was stopping me. I mean, my most recent podcast I've discussed in depth. First, I discussed all of my problems with money mindset, and then I discussed all my solutions of how I was moving through my money mindset blocks. But I really realized that I needed to make an investment in helping me to manage my money better and to you know work on my money mindset because that's the specific thing that I needed to make you know so I really identify where I need help most in these three categories so in performance image and exposure and for me this is really down to exposure because I know that I can sell the crap out of anything it's just that obviously I do sabotage myself a lot by not showing up enough um 
And a lot of that is specifically just to do with my money mindset. It has nothing else. I've got the skills. I've got the business. I've got the brand. I've got the whole thing. You know, it might also come down to complacency, but for the most part, I know it's money mindset. So for me, that is where I need to put my investments into at this particular stage. So for me, I really am thinking about where I'm at and what I need. Now, another thing that I wanted to share with you is when you're thinking about investments, and again, this is the part that may sound like I'm sort of, you know, dragging people, or I'm not trying to, I'm just really trying to help educate you Because I know that there are some people that love to just go all in. They love to invest intuitively and that's fine. Like that corner of the market is doing their thing. I'm so happy for them. If as long as they're obviously putting their money to good use, let them do their thing. However, what I want you to realize is just because there is one corner of the market that do it one way and as much as they make you feel like it's the only way, it's not the only way. There are the entrepreneurship space, even the coaching industry is so much larger than we think when we're inundated with, you know, these a lot of these people who do things in a similar way. And so I want you to kind of like shift your focus a little bit. If you are someone who has, let's say, a little bit more pragmatic pragmatism to them, or you're a little bit more pragmatic, or you want to think a little bit more strategically, that's fine. It doesn't make you, you know, operating in your masculine or any of that kind of stuff. It, it, It just makes you someone who does things differently. And I want to see you and honor you and know, like, assure you that that's okay. If you want to have some critical analysis of the investments that you want to make, that's okay as well, because I do that. I have absolutely made investments that are, you know, shotgun investments, just feeling the intuition, and they have worked out amazingly. But a lot of the times I realize that these have been backed by me knowing myself and knowing and understanding the industry. I'm constantly doing research and analysis of this industry. So I may make an intuitive decision in that moment, but a lot of the times I've already done the research just by paying attention. And so one thing that will help, and this is specifically when you're thinking about mentorship, because I know a lot of people make investments in mentorship based on the results that the person they're investing in has for themselves. And this is great. However, there's another layer that I would like you to think about. Rather than just investing in someone for the results that they have, the other layer that I want you to maybe think about is how did they get those results? And is that specific strategy attainable for you? And of course, is what they're teaching the actual strategy that got them the results in the first place? So for example, I know there are a lot of mentors and coaches out there who they are teaching marketing and teaching strategies, and that's fine and that's great. However, a lot of the times what I've realized is that a lot of their personal exposure has come through a sort of referral system. So their coach has shouted them out and then a lot of the people who can't afford to work with their coach will work with them, you know, or they get a lot of visibility through being a client of a specific coach. And so if that person is then going to teach marketing strategies, you need to ask yourself without that particular referral, like, is it attainable for me to achieve the same results that they have done? I really try in my programs, of course, there's always going to be things that are unpredictable. 
I can't predict things such as virality, but I, you know, in some, some videos, like for example, on YouTube, I've, I've seen that some videos just perform better and I can't always predict exactly why that happens. I know, you know, let's say 80% of what I can do, but there also is always going to be a bit of luck involved with exposure and strategy, uh, sorry, exposure and visibility. Um, but for example, like in influencer vibes, I have been on the biz, I have been on the business. I have been on the internet building an audience since 2014. I've been through lots of different changes. I have a highly engaged community. And so that you can feel safe investing in that program because you know that it's taken me a long time. It's taken me a lot of trial and error, but all of it is my own efforts, my own understanding of marketing, my own trial and error, seeing what works for my clients as well. And like, that's what's in this program. So I'm not like trying to teach you marketing. If let's say, for example, I'm not trying to teach you organic marketing. If let's say, for example, most of my growth had come from advertising. So make sure that when you are making investments in people that you not only are aspiring to achieve the results that they have, but also the way that they got those results. I was feeling really bad a couple of weeks ago because I was like, oh my gosh, like they're absolutely, you know, one thing I I shared this the other day and it gets to me, but also it is my superpower as well. But a lot of people say to me, you know, if I had the audience you have, I'd be making so much more money. A lot of people say that to me and that was really getting to me because, well, first of all, you don't know that. You know, people are always like, if I was in your shoes, I would do this. Like you have no idea what you would do in anyone's particular circumstances. But the thing is, I realized that, or, you know, I was I was kind of, coaching myself through this and I realized that a lot of these people that were saying this to me yes maybe they made more money than me a month like let's say if they were making $150,000 a month but I realized my value is in that I want to have a lot of free time to do my hobbies to go to festivals to party to chill to chill like I absolutely don't want to put all of my eggs into just this online business I also have a lot of other things I want to do like I don't know, just someone give me advice on whether I should do this or not, but people keep telling me I need to start like a fashion page or a fashion TikTok. Obviously, it makes sense from an entrepreneurial perspective because I'm sure you've seen I am in the I am in the process of developing clothes and that is one of the businesses that I do want to start. So it absolutely makes sense from an entrepreneur perspective. But I mean, just to keep this to keep this on track, like obviously I as an entrepreneur want to have a lot of free time. I highly, highly, highly value my free time. And so, yes, there might be entrepreneurs who on a monthly basis are making more money than me. But I thought about it in terms of rather than how much they're making a month, how much are they making for an hour's worth of work? I actually realized, let's say this month so far, I've made about $85,000 cash Australian, but I really haven't done a whole lot of work this month um, in terms of like working in my business. And so my hourly like income would be much higher than someone who's working, let's say nine to five every single day. And so there's other ways to think about that. If you're investing in someone, not only do they have the business model that you want, but do they have the lifestyle that you want? Do they have similar values to you? And also, is it attainable for you to get the results because of the way that they've got the results for themselves? And then also, I also think, do they have a replicable formula, um, you know, in terms of like, 
is their formula working for a lot of other people? Obviously, you can never really know and it's different for every single industry. I guess this is more in the business space, but also that's just something to consider as well. I really seriously hire, uh, I seriously, seriously still value systems and processes and formulas because they are way more um they're able to help way more people widespread versus just a very specific type of business and type of person. So foundations are my favorite and that's really what I think about when I'm making these investments. So I'm going to leave it there. I also have been recording this as a podcast, but now looking at the timeline, I've been shouting a lot, so I'm not sure how good it is going to sound on the podcast, but I have been recording this as a podcast. I am going to save this live. You can come back to it as a resource, but really what we discussed here today is just how to invest like an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? It's fine if you want to make these intuitive investments. That's absolutely fine, and I know a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at this, but what you've got to understand is just because there is one way to do it doesn't mean there's not another way to do it, and there's still are lots of people who would like to train themselves as entrepreneurs who need to make decisions for organizational perspective from an organizational perspective rather than just a personal intuitive perspective and again I don't want to say that any way is wrong I don't want to say that if you are you know jumping into investments because they feel good and it's like an, a fuck yes in the body that's amazing as well that's not wrong but in the same respect making investments from a an intuitive and intellectual perspective. You can invest in someone that you're excited by, that you are motivated by, but also for it still to make sense for the development of your company, for your business, for your brand. So you can have both. If you want both, all is right. Everything is right, as long as it's right for you. We as the consumer, we as the investor are the ones that need to take responsibility for our decisions. You can't walk into a clothing store and be like, I don't like any of these clothes. It's your decision to walk into that store and you have total autonomy over whether you buy them or not. So find find the brand that works for you. Find the brand that you resonate with. Find the teachers, the mentors, the leaders, and the investments that feel good for you. Let's take ownership back. Let's be empowered by the fact that we have control over what we invest in for our lives and for our business. And everybody is just trying to do their best. Everybody is just trying to help people. But there are different There are different areas for different people and that is what makes this whole thing so beautiful, okay? So that is it for me. I hope this was helpful. Save it if you wanna come back to it or else it's going to be on the podcast if the audio is okay. I love you. I hope you have the most amazing day and I'll see you really soon. Oh my gosh, I'm back. I'm back from the past. I hope that was helpful. I really do. I, again, just wanna say there is no right way. There is absolutely no right way to do something. The only way to tell what's right is what feels good in your body and to really think about it. To be honest, like your mind and your body are beautiful when they do work together. So if someone rubs you the wrong way and it doesn't feel good, that's fine. If you want to invest in someone and it makes sense in your brain for your business, that's fine as well. Like it's all fine. And there's no reason to say that anybody else is incorrect necessarily. If you want to teach something, just teach the way that feels good for you and the people who get it will get it. That's it. 
All right, I love you. I hope you have the most amazing day. I'm going to leave you with some more music. Why not? Why not? Just take a second to visualize, to dance, to do whatever feels good. If this episode resonated with you, please do reach out to me on Instagram. I'm going to leave all of the links to my programs below. And if you've got any questions, Instagram, slide into those DMs. I absolutely love it. Let's chat. Let's get freaky. Let's get turned on. I love you. Have the most amazing day. I'll see you soon. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 